everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and I'm here with Dan Gelston from the Associated Press, who is trying not to laugh as I'm doing my intro here. Dan, how are you? You know, in a race where the winner gets a lobster, I'm happy I could fill in in a pinch for you there, Jeff. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you think of that beforehand? No, just that's why I kind of had the pause. There. Oh, wow. Boy, I wanted that to is... find something funny. Oh, geez. That was just an awful way to start. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I feel like I'm going to have to learn all my dad jokes from you now that I'm getting close to being a dad. I, I'm not. No, already, no, 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 no. I don't do dad, dad jokes. jokes. I do legit funny oh. humor, like stand up quality one liners. Oh, okay. I yeah, see. I don't dabble in. Yeah, that, oh, you don't waste your time with that. No, okay. no that was a quality time. one. Okay, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, you are here filling in in a pinch, and sure. uh, wow, you know we got to see a race today that was, uh, first of all, not only a race. I didn't even think we were going to see a race. <laughs> true. You know, at all. True. So that that was a bonus in itself, but it was actually an exciting race, and at New Hampshire of all places, a race that's usually so bad that no one really missed the second one. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, it's like uh, you know what they lost like, a date. Uh, uh, that's too that's bad. All right, okay. everybody's gonna go to Las oh. Vegas. Yeah, no one needs to come here a second time for the Barley House. Um, but no, I said um. I'm trying not to do that. For you, you can say um. It's fine. I don't, I'm not gonna say um or, or curse. I think it was a great race. I mean, yeah. for a while there, it really seemed like we were gonna have an outlier win the race. Uh, Eric Almarola. Yeah, uh, even one Chase of them. Elliott. Even Chase Elliott. It was like what? Like father, like son. <laughs> and then. And then, of course, the big three ends up running up front late I thought, after all that. I thought for a minute, and we almost did, I thought for a minute we were going to have a one, two, three, big yeah. three finish, oh which gosh. is the one thing we haven't had this year. It's been close. Uh, we've had the one, two, the one, two, three, four, or the one, two, four, but not the one, two, three. But Eric Amarola squeaking his way in there. Yep. With the third place finish. And he, you know what? He might have won the race. He should have won. Had he not... Uh, had the poor pit stop and spun his wheels on the restart. Well, but let's back up even before that, though, because Clint Boyer, he is having a problem on the track right. while his teammates are leading. His Almirola was first. Harvick was second. Boyer says, something broke on the car. You know, he's like limping around the track. And they're like, well, just try to nurse it around. Come to us if you think it's going to be a problem. So he's he's limping around. And then he ends up brushing the wall right when he was thinking about coming to the track or coming down there. And, he, and, you know, he said they had just finally decided to come. Well, I thought immediately, well, you know, you guys come in, go get in. Right, your your right. teammates leading, you're going to screw up the race for him. Sure enough, he hits the wall. He screws up the race because now, you know, he could have said as much after the race. He did. He did. He he obviously felt bad. Yeah. And I'm not blaming it on Boyer necessarily, but I mean, at least the team. Sounds a little bit like The team, the crew chief, you know, make a call, bring them in. Right. Absolutely. But so then, as you mentioned, so then Almirola still has a chance, but then Kyle Busch has a better pit stop, first of all. And then second of all, Almirola said on pit road afterwards, okay, well, guess what? Um, you know, I, now I've lost control of the race. I have to go when Kyle Busch is on the restart. He said Kyle Busch gets to the restart zone, and boom, he yep. was gone. And Almirola was like, ah, what? <laughs> and, you know, and he's, he he slams the, the pedal down, and he spins his tires and race over. He's never going to get back after that. Just like that. You know, it just shows the show. It just goes to show how flawless you have to be to beat one of the big three. Yeah. I mean, you really cannot make any kind of mistake, especially late in the race like that, because those three are just going to pounce. And they did today. Yep. 
Um, and, you know, it seems weird that we're at this point of the season where you can kind of, you know, in, in the past few years, you could kind of laugh about Almirola and, and um, Boyer, you know, mm-hmm. sort of dictating the race or, or being in front. But to see the two of them who were back of the Packers for the most part the last few years, kind of having the years they, they have says a lot about them and SHR. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, two years ago when <laughs> Boyer was stuck at H. Scott Motorsports and Almirola was on the 43, <laughs> yeah. to, to talk about a race coming down to them, mm-hmm. uh, legitimately, not some sort of like rain-shortened deal or something, yeah. But um, of well, course- after, after the race today, you know, Almirola was was all upset and saying he couldn't believe he lost. and Right. And he's being asked, like, can you believe you're at this point in your career where you're upset over finishing third? You yeah, know? right, right. <laughs> and he is. You know, it just goes to show it was the driver that made all the difference in the tent. And didn't you mention this is his first top five of the whole season? It, it, for all the talk about his career resurgence, it is his first top five of the season. He had three last year. That's and, interesting. See, I thought he had had – I know he had had some good runs and had some heartbreaks. Like, he had a pretty good shot to win at Chicago, and then um, something happened, loose wheel or something like that. Um, but I thought – you know, I know he's had some top tens, but for sure I thought he had uh, at least one top five, but I guess not. 20th race of the season, it finally took him to get a top five. So, And no one even tried to replace him in the middle of the race when he was leading. Oh, you got to bring that up. <laughs> so yeah, that wow. was – That's a that's a big improvement for his that career. Was, yeah, it was really encouraging. They let him yeah. finish the whole – they let him finish the race now. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, um, you know, we haven't even talked about the uh, the highlight of the race yet. Let's talk about this. Lover boy. Oh, oh, Lover Boy! The pre-race concert was the Lover highlight Boy of the race was for the you? highlight of the race weekend. Yeah. Well, you know, thankfully for the listeners, I don't think that you're allowed to, on a podcast, sing samples of music. So you were serenading me with some of these famous Lover Boy songs. Apparently, well, I can't believe you had songs. I can't believe you hadn't heard of some of these. I no, I didn't know that was them. I mean, I just no, I didn't. I, I'd never heard of them. But then you started singing some of their songs, and I thought, okay. But yeah, it's definitely the NASCAR demographic who I think enjoyed that that uh concert today and they're writing they're writing a new song for the new top gun movie which i thought was very breaking news breaking news okay wow so anyway um so despite uh almirola not getting a good restart um kevin harvick got a decent restart uh and he starts chasing down kyle bush Mm -hmm. who just wasn't as good as shr cars and uh he ends up pulling off an absolute perfect bump and run which i wanted i i tried to put this into writing for my column but i didn't know how to put the chef's kiss into writing you know where they kiss their fingers and go <laughs> like that that's what i, I thought like of, that that's what i thought of harvick did you write that the chef's kiss no i can't how do you write that how like do you, that oh just put chef's kiss yeah. like and put, can't you put like an, an emotion an, can you put like a, an emoji in emoji your story in my story i don't think we're at that point yet. i could have put a gif in a there GIF, yeah yes or like salt bay you know, the guy with the salt, you know, that, that kind of thing. That was that was like his move. A little salt, a little butter later tonight on Loud and the Lobster. Yeah, well, poor SHR. Loud and the Lobster. Poor Loud and the Lobster. He's going to go good with Bush's or Harvick's Bush beer. Oh, but true. Textbook move by Harvick. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, he was and, threatened. He was bumping him. He was telling him he was coming. He was sending yep. the warning shots that he was coming. He couldn't make the pass or didn't want to make the pass and decided to be more fun or just had no other option than to Bump him out of the way, nudge well, him out of the way, he, yeah, and, spin and him three, spin him three lanes up the track. How about Kyle Busch reacting to it fairly calmly? Yeah, afterwards. Yeah, he was kind of all over the place. At first, he said he was going to come, you know, you race how you get raced, and he's going to come get him. And then he said, "Well, it was a bump and run, and I was slow." So it was sort of like. Well, I think what Kyle was saying was he he didn't have any problem with the move. 
itself, but he wished that Harvick first would have would have tried, tried to, to make the clean pass. Later. But then what was so interesting in the post-race press conference was Harvick gets asked about that with, I think Bob Pockris said, Hey, you know, Bush, Kyle Bush said, well, if only you had tried to pass him cleanly, he mm-hmm. would have had zero problems with it instead of one little problem. And he says, that's exactly what I expected him to think. Yeah. That's why I did it now. Exactly. That was super fascinating. Like he knew that Kyle, he's sitting there in his car. He knew Kyle was going to think, all right, I'm going to wait a little bit and and I'm going to try to pass him first. He's just like, boom, you're out of the way. Kyle's like, what? You know what I mean? So like, yeah. So I think Kyle's obviously going to pay that back in a similar situation. I don't think he's going to wreck him. But um, it was it was so interesting how Harvick is just the master of mind games. And this is why the young guns aren't winning races. They they don't think like that. I think that's true. They, they just, don't. They they're don't, not. They don't yeah. have the experience, that's admittedly, true. but they don't think like that. He's he's the master of that kind of stuff. Master of mind games. Master of picking and choosing the right spots when to. Yeah, know. and he actually paid Kyle a nice compliment. He he was like, you know, if you let if I was to get in Kyle Busch's wheelhouse and let him start thinking, he's gonna you know shallow up the corner and do all these things that would basically take away harvick's opportunity to do mm-hmm. it in the in the first place so he's like yeah i had to get it done when he wasn't expecting it basically and he'll deal with the consequences and much like loud at dinner kyle was shell-shocked <laughs> oh no i i feel bad for loudon don't you wait was he was loudon still alive in victory lane or is he already no, I think he's still alive. Oh, he's still alive? Yeah. As of victory I think lane? They, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wonder how much longer he'll... Because, I mean, like, do they turn Loudon into a trophy? Or do I they believe eat they him eat him and, and then they, they can stuff and mount... I believe they stuff and mount what's left. Okay. The, the shell. Well, the, like, is he going to go home on, like, Harvick's plane tonight or something? I think... I think they do something here. I think the track does something here. Oh, where they well, who gets cut to eat him if not Harvick's no, they already send home? It, they send it to the... Usually the team has, like, a victory dinner. Oh, they do? Yeah, somehow they prep it here. They put, they it, like, on, they put, put it, it on ice. Dry know, ice and send the lobster. They're like, here's the inside of the lobster you were holding. Yeah, here's the lobster. Okay. Here's the... Uh... But I thought you had to like crack a lobster all over the place. They can do it and restore it to trophy form? This sounds like a story for the... Fu- I mean, for next July. Oh, I will check in on there. this. You went there. You I will have to wait this. a year for hey, this. I don't know if you've heard, but the modifieds are coming in the fall. <laughs> They're very what, excited about that. You know, I, I feel bad. I really do. I, I was talking to people at the tweet up today and, you know, cause, cause obviously New Hampshire's lost a date is, mm-hmm. is what we're talking about. And, and they but, lost a cup race, Jeff, oh, I'm not sorry. a NASCAR date. I'm sorry. They lost a cup date, not a NASCAR date because the modifieds are coming for a big weekend in September. But I was asking people to tweet up about it. Like, Hey, you know, are you guys, did you typically come to both New Hampshire races? People are like, yeah. And I said, well, are you going to come to the modified weekend in September? And they're like, no, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I they just didn't seem as enthusiastic about it. So, uh, yeah, I feel bad about that, but it, maybe you could come cover the modifieds. You know, uh, you're, you're the AP reporter for in Philadelphia. Yeah, the I Phillies didn't say are the pennant race, I think in, uh, September and then the Eagles will have started, but you can put Super all Bowl that aside defense. to come back up here to loud New Hampshire and cover the modifieds. There could be some more, um, you know, shaky Twitter accounts out in Philadelphia. I have to monitor. Yeah, boy. You know, so I, I thought NASCAR had all the drama. You, you're you're covering the burner accounts. The burner accounts. Wow. Yeah, burnouts here and burner accounts there. Wow, you have such a varied uh, coverage. <laughs> um, but so, did you think though that like, did you think that Harvick did anything wrong or no? No, no, oh, you thought no, it was fine. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Why did you? 
No, I mean, he, I kind of... He's in I the way. Of, he bumped him out of the way. I kind of understood where Kyle's coming from a little bit. Like, hey, at least try to... You know, because they always say, well, it doesn't take anybody to... It doesn't take any talent to move somebody. Right. Um, I do think it takes talent to move somebody without wrecking them. Right. That seems hard. Mm-hmm. It seems easy for us playing, like, video you know, games or something. He bumped but, him the second place, you know? Yeah, yeah. With seven laps to go. He didn't push him into the wall. He that's that's finesse right there. And start a start a... He didn't Ricky Stenhouse the field. <laughs> he didn't. So, you know, yeah. it's... Um, yeah, you know, even Har- Harvick says in the press conference, he's like, hey, look, you know, he still finished second, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, that's bottom line. No, he didn't He didn't go in the wall, nothing. And and Kyle said on pit road, if he had wrecked, whole different story. Right, absolutely, sure. Richard Petty's record is safe for another week. Oh, because the 200, the 200 wins? 200 wins. Uh-huh. So coming for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, so, I think Harvick, what Harvick did was clean. It was fun, spiced up the race, and uh, gave us a little something to talk about this weekend. So if you, uh, you know, fast forwarding here, we got 16 races left. Um, do you cover Homestead or do you, you don't get to cover that No, I'll one? be at Homestead. Oh, you yeah. will be at Homestead. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. at Homestead. So you're, you're going to cover more races. You'll you'll be at Pocono next week. I made you're the cutoff. you at, at Dover. Yeah, you've, you've made the cut for the final round. <laughs> so when, when we're at Homestead, um, if you had to pick right now between the big three... Which one's gonna win the title? One has six wins. That's Harvick. One has five wins. That's Kyle Busch. One has four wins. That's Truex. I just don't think all three make Homestead. Right? Really? I mean, it seems kind of hard. All it's gonna take is a you know a couple of a surprise winner or two. And I feel like somebody told you this at dinner the other night, and you're stealing my line. I'm not. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember. I had okay. dinner. I had dinner by myself last night. Oh, okay. Well, so what? What? But I may have heard. While a certain podcast host was chatting with his fan club oh, at the I, table next to uh, us, well, you know, listen, is that Jeff Gluck. Um, no, okay. The drivers meeting is that Jeff Gluck? No, that's just not how it happened. But yeah, uh, no, I don't think all three of them are going to make it. But I think if one of them is going to make it, I think it's going to. If one of them is going to win them all out of the three of them, I'm going to say Harvick. Okay, and I think it's too hard for two X to repeat. Kyle. Yeah, sure, he can do it. I mean, I'm not going to be shocked if either one of them win, but I'm going to say pick Harvick out of the three. I like to, And today, that last lap is kind of a reason why. Because he, if it comes down willing, to that. it comes down to that, he's going to do the pushing. He's going to do the shoving. He's going to do what it takes a little more than, than maybe those guys might. Interesting. I don't know if you can actually play mind games with Kyle Busch, though, and when it comes down to it. I think no, Kyle mind- Kyle now is like, okay, yeah, shots yeah. fired. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, really? We're going to do it like that? That's how we're going to race? Okay, good to know. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, Because he said he was, he almost said, you know, he was like disappointed a little bit or, or surprised. But, um, you know, do you have do you have a pick at all? I'll say Kyle Busch is going to win the title at this point. Okay. Um, do, you, do you have a pick for who's, like, let's say those three were going to Homestead. I know you just said you didn't think they were. Who Who's like the next best driver right now? I mean, Almirola made a pretty good case for himself yeah, today. He did. He did. You know, I still think uh, someone like Denny will be in there at the end. I just kind of he was a non-factor. He day, was wasn't a non-factor he? day. By the way, it's thirty-first. Who was in thirty-first today? Kyle Weatherman. Kyle, we could have used one of those. Today oh, we could have used a Weatherman. <laughs> oh my gosh, boy, this is. Uh, I'm shell shocked by these. I'm not. Jokes. I'm not going. I'm not going to lie here. Kyle Weatherman. How many starts has he made this year in the Cup Series? Uh, that, that might've been his cup debut, honestly. Um, he only finished ahead of, he finished ahead of Landon Castle. Okay. Well, not everything there is an achievement, but Kyle Weatherman. All right. Well, good for him. 
Yeah, I do. I do think though that um, you know who had a good day as far as like guys who were under the radar, like way under the radar. Um, Ross Chastain finished twenty fifth. I thought that was. I was just about to say Ross Chastain finished twenty fifth. Yeah, is that what you're about to say? Yeah. (laughs) Ross Chastain uh, coming up on a future twelve questions in about three weeks. I will read that. Don't you want to know how I got here? How, how did you get here? Oh, you want me to ask you this? Don't you want me to be the next how I got here? Uh, you know what? Let's let's hold off a little bit on that one, Dan. All right. Well, you know I'm here for you. I would like to know that at some point. but uh, it's, not, it's not an exciting story. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that... All right now your listeners are like, how do you leave here? That's what we want to know. <laughs> this podcast is... <laughs> yeah. Like, Have how we, do we hit the, the stop button? We've gone off this? the rails, you think? I don't know. Um yeah, you know, ultimately, I think that uh, it's going to be more about the guys. These next six races are going to be about the guys who are winning because the points race um, is not too interesting at this moment to me. You know, you you uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. had a, a bad day today, hit the wall. Yes. And he finishes 30th, and he was like the guy right on the outside of the playoffs. And at the same time, the three Hendrick drivers who were on the bubble, they all have top 11 days. So they totally expand their lead. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jimmy Johnson is up 97 points on the cutoff right now. Chase Elliott's up 95. Alex Bowman's up 28. But other than that, I mean, it's it's more it's more right about about the big three, how many playoff points they have. Um, Harvick has 32, Kyle has 30, and Truex has 26. So it's really about I feel like them getting the points, and that's what I'm watching more than even like the the playoff cutoff because. It's like, oh gosh, is Ricky is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. somehow yeah. going to get in the playoffs? Oh, that's thrilling. You know, it's just like these guys are not are total non-factors essentially. You know, I'm not saying they're contenders, but yet, but the Chevys had a pretty good weekend, a solid weekend for them. They qualified pretty well, and you know, they had uh, Elliot Chase Elliott was fifth, Newman was sixth. That's true. And then you had Jimmy. How did Newman get to sixth? Bowman, Larson, Byron, all in the top fifteen. So yeah, so you had some small, some small gains, some noticeable, some noticeable gains there for the Chevys. Six Chevys in the top fourteen. Yeah, which is a, these good. days a pretty good weekend for them. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I, I was kind of you know to Matt Kenseth by the way too fifteenth place. What? That's pretty good for how he's been doing. Lately. I'm sure the the payday is nice, but you have to wonder why he came back to do this. Oh God, I feel for him. Well, actually, uh, I don't, I don't yeah, know if I, don't feel I feel for him. him. I actually I mean, feel for Trevor Bain. I feel for Trevor Bain because that car has not been doing really any better than Trevor Bain really was, and I feel like Trevor Bain got all the blame in, in a lot of ways. He's going to Matt Kenseth is going to look like Willie Mays here, catching who can't catch the uh, fly balls in center field. When, at the end but of his see, career. this just goes to show you it's so much the car. Like oh, going back to go back to the ten. Go back to the ten. Yeah, Boyer. absolutely. I mean, it's so much has to do with the car. Well, actually, in the 10 the car driver. situation. 10's the driver. Well, see, I was saying the car, but because Almirola elevates his performance. The 10 car, True. though, you're right. That that does go back to, if you don't have a competent driver, essentially. Right. Um, yeah, but I, like, I, I still feel like it's maybe right about 80% driver. Or I'm 80% still, car, 20% I'm still driver. not ready to say Almirola is going to be a factor no? late in the playoffs. No. He could have won two races the last couple of weeks. If his teammate had pitted. For damage, I mean, I don't know. Hey, so Dan, the final thing Yo. we gotta we gotta talk about. Let's do it. Is um, the good race poll? Oh, okay. For tomorrow, 
Um, now, I'm actually very, very, very torn on this one as far as the percentage of people that are going to say it was a good race because – so on the one hand, it was a great race by New Hampshire standards. You had an exciting finish. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand – and I will say, adding to a factor, Kyle Busch lost <laughs> and got moved out of the way. So people will like that. On the other hand, you had one of the big three win yet another race. And so it's like mm. – you know, if someone had given you this this morning and you saw Harvick Bush Truex, you would have been like, ah. Right, well, exactly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even bother to watch. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's and true. I, and I did see most of the race. I did watch. Oh, well, I tried to. the rest of the time. Oh, uh, the rest of the time. But, I would, you know, it was a good race. I think it was a good race because um, obviously it was a great finish. But I think there were enough enough parts during the race where you felt like maybe Chase Elliott could win. Maybe mm-hmm. Eric Almarola could win. Maybe Kurt Busch could win. He was. That's true. He was we even talk about him. Yeah. Um, you know, he had a, he had a, a fantastic weekend. Yeah. I think there were enough parts in the race that kept you thinking: Is this the weekend someone else is going to do it? Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, I was kind of thinking to myself: You know, what am I going to write if Chase wins? Or, or, and that's sometimes how I think of it as a good race, as a rider, at least. You know. Sure. How many times did I think someone might win? And and. I would say three or four times I thought somebody else besides Harvick was going to win the race or could win the race. Right. So I think that makes it a good race. You had three different stage winners. Uh, yeah. Chase. Um, Truex and Truex. And, yeah. She had three so, different stage winners. That's true. You had how many lap leaders? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six different drivers led laps. Seven? Seven drivers. Seven different drivers. Led, led laps? Yep. I'm going to give that a yes, and I think I've stated my case – well enough that everyone listening to this is going to vote yes. So I'm going to say, um, what's your high? I'm going to say something like 66% say yes, it was a good race. Hmm. I feel like that's kind of low. That's low? You think it should be higher? I feel like, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Um, you, you raise a lot of good points. The I fact do. is, yeah. unlike Kentucky last week, this one was in doubt. So you have one of the big three right. win Kentucky with Truex, but that was a total butt whooping. This one was in doubt, and so the unpredictability of it made it a better race. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, a bunch of different leaders. I feel like this could actually uh, – this might approach 80%. Maybe All I'm right. going high. That but, seems a little a little high, but what's your highest this year? Uh, 90, 91, maybe? How come you didn't do the Daytona 500 from a few years ago? Oh, gosh. Not 91? What was the – race was that one? You know? That was Chicago – uh, with Kyle Busch um, and uh, a I, similar finish. That was slide job. Slide, slide job. Oh, that put it over the edge. Slide job itself. So I think slide edge. job put it over the edge. I think people yeah. are so excited over slide job. I, I might be misquoting it, but I, I, I think that might have been 90, 91%. That was one of the highest races ever. I mean, who couldn't so. get excited over Dale Earnhardt Jr. unless he's in a t shirt? <laughs> What did you think of that? What did you? I got killed on Twitter for that today. Oh my god! I got destroyed for saying that I didn't <laughs> like that they were wearing T-shirts. What did you think about that? Uh, you know, for a gimmick, for a one race gimmick, I didn't mind. I think it was more problematic um, putting Rick Allen on pit road. On pit road. Then you had no nobody steering the ship up in the booth. Right. I think four people is a bit much. Anyway, you don't see. Yeah. Uh, football or something yeah you've got two man booths all over football two man and a sideline reporter yeah you have a lot of people in throwback t-shirts fighting for airtime and uh i don't know did you think it was a little clunky today the broadcast yeah i thought it was disjointed i didn't like that they didn't have 
um, Rick Allen steering the ship because those guys, I like the enthusiasm all the guys in the booth bring, but you need a leader to mm-hmm. sort of smooth things over and have and, transitions yep. and say, okay, we're going to go to this now and set them up also. Um, so I, and, and Rick Allen, you know, it's like, Hey, he's down on pit road and he's saying, Hey, look at this. They're letting me use the screen. I have a rookie stripe, but when you're tuning in for a broadcast, don't you want it to be like, Hey, we're taking this seriously. That's, that was, that's what people's complaining right. about foxes. Exactly. Like it's, they're it's goofy. They're goofing off. And go- oh my yeah. goodness. So then NBC have fun, but it, it, you know, yeah. And they're doing these gimmicks. I, what, what does it matter if they're on pit road? I'm still getting the same report. Yeah, yeah. Over, you know, you're still just hearing a voice. Well, what I, are they, what are they really? I think that I, I just I don't want to see NBC squander all the goodwill that they've built up because they have so much going for them right now, positive momentum, and the fans being on their side, liking them, and they're different from Fox, which I, I do feel like is too goofy at times. And so then you have it. It's like, well, let's be goofy and wear these shirts and have Rick Allen down there and be joking. Like, no, I like the enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I like the the passion for it. Stick with that. Stick with the energy. Don't cross the line into it's still you still got to be that natural, spontaneous, you know, slide job fun is a lot more different than, you know, look at me. I'm in an old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's more forced or something. And I know the fans voted on that, but I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, it's one race. Would you like could I ever wear like shorts and sandals to a NASCAR race? I mean, like wouldn't wouldn't people be like oh god look at that guy that's unprofessional I don't yeah know. probably yeah. all right let me ask you this what you know for the fans out there that the fans out there were like crushing me on Twitter for right. saying this and like oh I don't know how to have fun you old fart you you know blah 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 <laughs> like what if Mike you sound Helton, like a dad all of a sudden dress up young man exactly I put know, on I, a sport I know coat I do, but like let's say Steve O'Donnell and Mike Helton were up there wearing t-shirts and shorts while they're up there calling the race right. and they showed him on TV. Would fans be? I'm just wondering. Would fans be cool with like, oh look, Steve O'Donnell's in a shorts and a t-shirt and a baseball cap, and like his flip flops, just sitting up there, lean back, yeah. David Hoots in a t-shirt. You like, know, I, I know they're I know they're announcers, and it may not be the same analogy, but it's sort of like you know in college basketball when they go play the Maui Classic, and once a year the coaches put on Hawaiian shirts, okay, and they wear shorts. And they look well. Okay, well then do that for Darlington look, then, if it's going to be some theme. And they I look, don't know. you know, whatever. I, I, for one the race. more I talk, the more like I, I sound like an old fart. I'm only in my 30s. Jeez, God, I sound like so oh, old. You but really? Well, it's because you're you're getting that dad gene in you, man. You, you know what you it know? is? So one time, um, I was it's a I was one covering time a, gimmick. I'm not worried about. I was covering a high school baseball game, right? And um, it was a really hot day in Southern California. And for jeffgluck.net, the precursor. <laughs> no, this was an actual publication. AOL, the AOL every An Wednesday actual publication. Came. So, um, you know, it was one of these high school baseball games, and it's just like, you know, 30 people are going to be there, whatever. And you bring out your lawn chair because I don't even have stands, and I'm keeping score myself. I showed up in um, shorts and sandals, and uh, my boss, my editor, happened to stop by the game, and he was furious with me. And he lectured me and like, look, you're representing the newspaper. Mm-hmm. You're representing yourself. You're trying to be professional. I don't care if there's only 30 people here. I don't care if it's a high school baseball game. You wear long pants. You wear shoes. Mm-hmm. You conduct yourself like a professional. Sure. I've never shown up to anything since then, like w- wearing less than jeans, even like a hot day at Indy. I'm not going to wear shorts. Right. Closed-toed shoes. At least a collared shirt. I'm not going to wear a T-shirt. Yeah, you look nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But you know what I mean? So I think that's where it comes from. Like, you know, I have that in my head, uh, like – you're supposed to be representing yourself. Absolutely. Professional, take it seriously. 
So and look, anyway. over, overall, I agree with that. I think you know one one time and. I, know, I get they, you, and I'm sure people were like I wouldn't, pounding you know, their fists on their dashboard, listening to this and being like, "What a what a old fart!" Like I don't know, whatever. I but. mean, listen, everyone's trying to do something to help save. I don't know if "save the sport" is the right way. I don't know if t-shirts. Well, that's because it's your that. fault because you wrote articles in the AP that said that NASCAR is <laughs> doing bad. So it's your fault that NASCAR is doing it's bad. Always the somebody tweeted. Fault. It's yeah, so, it's so much negative media. You, you know, are so negative. I think I am in general, right? Yeah. How about your line, though? What line was that? The li- <laughs> this was so harsh. Oh, my God. This was terrible. Well, not terrible. It was actually very true. But you were talking about how the best part of NASCAR weekends these days, in some in some ways, uh, given the, the predictability of the season, is when people uh, tweet, people like Dale Jr. tweet and things like that. But unfortunately, there's no Wi-Fi at the track for people <laughs> to even see it in the first place. Right. Oh, so that would have burned. <laughs> anyway, we're, we've gone off the rails here. We we should go get our own lobster. Oh man, you gonna try and butter me up <laughs> with with by telling me how great my story was? This is horrible. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Anyway, thank you for uh, joining me, Dan. Thank you for contributing your puns. Hey, I'm always happy to be here. I'm glad I, I'm glad I could help. You you definitely helped. Yes. If puns were sausages, I'd be the worst. <laughs> Uh, this is I. <laughs> Let's go to the draft before it closes, my man. Last okay. call is coming up. Okay. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time <laughs> on the Untitled Jeff. Buck Thanks podcast. for having me, Jeff. <laughs>